Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of On the Go with LFHHM. I am Sister Anne, and I'm glad that you decided to join today. You know, it has been a wonderful, wonderful week. Um, and even though, even though there, it's been a little challenging for some, we do want to send our condolences to all of the bereaved families that lost loved ones and have had some closure and have went through the ceremony today to uh, put their loved one to rest. Um, that is, that's a very challenging thing to do, I know, and especially for one that's so young and so close. But God is a comforter. He is a comforter. And we're praying that the families uh, will be comforted. The family members, the friends would be comforted. Um, we're, we're praying for you just so that you will know. And, you know, through it all, you know, one thing about, especially when you lose someone so young, there's um, young or old that, you know, you think about those that have lived and are living and those that have passed on uh, and have lived some of their life, you know, even in 50s is, you know, people say, oh, you know, that's still fairly young or 40s is young, but 30s, that, that's where you're just trying to figure it out and you're kind of getting your footing. So uh, that's young. And we just, we just know that God is able to comfort. We may not always understand it. And definitely in this situation of a young person passing, um, we don't understand it. But God is a comforter. And that's something that we definitely need during this time. So just to know that we are praying for you, your family, in your loss. And just uh, with it being a great week, but a challenging week, uh, we're, we're yet here. We're yet here pressing our way in Jesus' name. And that's, that's the greatness of this week. Not that it's been so perfect. Not that it's been, you know, everything has just been grits and gravy and, and roses and peach cobbler and all that. No, but what it's been is that we're yet pressing on. And in spite of the news, in spite of, in spite of the different testimonies of, of issues that people are living with their lives, God is still in control. And that's what makes it better. That's what makes it all right. That's what makes life worth living is to know that our God yet still sits on the throne and yet is still in control. You know, he's, uh, he's the creator God. And when we think of the awesomeness and who he is and the awesomeness of his wondrous acts, what he's done and how he created us and the heavens and the earth and, and how he orchestrates to know each and every one of us. And for his beloved ones, he is so mindful of us that he even knows and the hairs, the number of hairs that are on our head, that he's even there in our in our in our lives orchestrating 
all that what goes on are the footsteps of a righteous man are ordered by God. And that's something that that we trust in. And that's that's the greatness of who he is. And that's the greatness and why I continue to press my way. <laughs> press my way. I thank God for this pressing way because it's a victorious way. He gets the glory, but he gives us the victory. So we will get the victory to continue on. And for those of us that still have the purpose and the calling that God has and the plan that, you know, by his grace and mercy, he still continues to allow for us to be here on earth. Let's uh, do all we can. Let's do all we can. Now, I do want to ask a question. I want to get right into this subject because I think that this has been something that's been kind of challenging. And even even for young people, who do you ask for advice? Hmm? Young or old, young or old, uh, so-called educated or not educated, who do you ask? Who do you go to for advice? Hmm? I remember many testimonies of uh, believers and how uh, we we call babies, children that have been raised in church, uh, all they know, you know, all their lives, we call them pew babies. And my children were pew babies too. They were raised in church. They were little in church and they were in the pews. And, and I've told the testimony of um, many times and how, I would sing in the choir and they would be right there on the front row. I I didn't have anyone to watch them per se. I, you know, we, we didn't have that in the, in the church that I went to. We didn't have the little daycares or whatever. So we had to bring our kids with us. And if we worked, then whatever we did, we had to sit our children somewhere where we could watch them. And that's just the way that it was good or bad, right or wrong. And uh, my children were raised in the church. And so many children that I know, because my circle of friends, people that I know and love, they're in the church. And many of of them raised their children in the church or uh, were raised in the church themselves. So, you know, we think about it. We have people that were raised in the church and we have the mentors in the church. We talked about mentorship last week, but we have the the different mothers. We had church mothers back then, and we had some wonderful church mothers at at the church that I went to, and um, so that was a person that we could go to for advice. Whether we took advantage of the opportunity or not, (laughs) do you really want to go to a church mother and ask for advice? I, I believe you do if you're older and you really do want the right answer and you really do want to be saved. You really want that sanctified answer. Uh, another person that you could go to for advice and that we were taught, you know, we could go to our pastor for advice. Um, and that's something that's been, you know, taught and, and done for, you know, the way that the church is, go to the pastor, talk to him. Couples would go to the pastor for advice. Uh, uh, men uh, of the church, and 
would go to the pastor for advice. And uh, the uh, first lady could be someone that you could go to and share and in prayer, you know. So the thing about the church is that we had uh, we did have people that we could go to if we if we wanted to and and to share uh, with our concerns with them. And then we would expect godly counsel. Now, I don't know. Did we always get the godly counsel from the pastors? Um, One pastor that uh, I really, really appreciate and he was available. And that's that's really a good thing when pastors are available. Now, they have these big, huge mega churches now. And uh, hopefully there are different uh, segments and people that are over the different um, maybe men's group or women's group or uh, ministers, ministerial people that are there in, in charge that you could go to to uh, share and, and ask questions. You know, it, 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 you have to build a relationship in that way. And I don't know whether or not our churches are doing that still building the relationship so that a person knows that the church is there for them and and people are in the church that are for them and that they love them where they could go to them for advice and to talk with them. Well, this one pastor in particular, just a wonderful man of God, not perfect, not, not perfect. None of us are perfect, but a wonderful man of God. And I just remember I used to would, you know, I would keep myself, you know, that's another thing. I, I wasn't too much into confession and sin. So my thing was, let's just not sin. <laughs> let's, let's not deal with the issue of falling into temptation so that you wouldn't have to go to confession. Now confession, and as far as the faith that we know, confession is just good for the soul. You want to confess your sins, see, and then who you confess them to, it determines too in, in how you can be counseled to where you could learn and, and abstain from that sin. You know, maybe it's just about getting some wise advice to where you know that that's a sin and then the triggers that will put you in situations to where you don't have to deal with the temptation, right? Or fall for it, right? But this pastor was very good at listening, very good at listening and very good at going to the scriptures to help with understanding where you were, right? Where you were, in the situation and showing the situation in the Bible and how the Bible would handle it. So that's something that straight stuck with me uh, in that he would go to the Bible and share where the situation was and how uh, those in the word of God would overcome it. And then, of course, we know that if the people in the word can overcome it, then we can overcome it, too. And then another thing he would do is he would pray with you. You know, because faith cometh by hearing. You hear the word of God and then you pray and you ask God to help you. Right. So this was uh, the formula that this man of God had. He was available. He wasn't so busy, you know, so, so busy, you know, to where he couldn't be that shepherd. 
and he shared in the word of God where the answer was and he prayed with you. And that takes a little time. That takes time to do. So what does that say? That um, the person that's going to give you advice, take time, that they would take time to research it themselves and take time to share with you. Everybody's not like that. Everybody's not wanting to take the time. People are so busy uh, nowadays uh, for whatever reason, justly or, or not. But, you know, the, uh, the opportunity is there for some of us in some of the fellowships that we have. Uh, church mothers used to be so popular. I, I don't know where, you know, you might count a church mother. Maybe a church would have a church mother. And the church mothers were into being sanctified and, and holy and, and not bitter. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, they weren't bitter about their lives or bitter about how things were going. They, they had peace and could share with you in love. That's something that's so important to be able, if you're going to get uh, advice from someone, don't go to a bitter person for the advice. Sometimes people say, first thing they'll say is, well, uh, uh, I might not be the person to come to to ask. Well, if they tell you that, mm, you might want to listen to them because they have some unresolved issues that when they do share with you advice, you might have to listen to them and <laughs> give them advice and counsel them as they go through their issue. You're trying to share yours and then here they come with theirs and what gets resolved. Well, uh, definitely there's some scripture and I want to go ahead and share that. Now, you know the drill, you know the deal. This is an opportunity where you can share your scripture. You can share your scripture. And uh, where do you go? And tell who you go. Your little testimony. You don't have to give names, uh, maybe titles. You know, you go to your mom. That nowadays, you know, I tell you, you know, people who you expect to have some good, godly, what wise counsel. You would expect, and maybe they don't have. So that's kind of interesting to to be able to know who do people talk to anymore? You know, do you, or what, do you resolve it on Facebook? Oh my goodness. So much, so much on Facebook. Um, you know, we're out there and, you know, so that we can share the gospel, the good news. And just to kind of know, I know that it's a social media platform. Um, and pretty people do pretty good, the circle of friends that, that I know that I have. But sometimes it's just too much, too much information, too, too much of a picture, too much of an image, you know, too much going on. And you can tell that that person is really wanting to reach out. And hopefully someone will come back to say something wise. Maybe they don't have anyone wise to talk to, to resolve an issue or to give advice, to, to get advice from. There's no one out there. So they just throw it out there and see if they can get a bite and see if someone says something worth listening to out of the how many friends, you know, what, 2,000 friends uh, you could have on 
social media, Facebook, 5,000 friends before you have to get a different account? Well, let's look at Proverbs. In Proverbs, we go here pretty often because it is a book of wisdom. King Solomon wrote the Proverbs, and he was the wisest man that ever lived. And uh, he was a king, and he had a desire. He started out doing real good, wanting to desire uh, to lead God's people in a way to where he wouldn't fail. And he was granted the gift of wisdom because he didn't ask for all of the material things in life, too. You know, he didn't ask for the Bentleys and the mansions, McMansions, all that. You know, he, he didn't ask for all that. He just wanted some wisdom to lead God's people. And he, he that's a value. That's a value. That is a very precious gift, is the gift of wisdom. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 20. That is a scripture where it talks about advice. Hmm? Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20. Hear counsel, receive instruction, and accept correction that you may be wise in the time to come. Oh boy. So if we hear the counsel, receive instruction, and accept correction, now, that's going to bring wisdom that you may be wise in time to come. You know, that's something to think about because a lot of times we're not trying to receive the correction. We, A lot of times people will go to people that are yes people. They'll just tell, go to them because they know they're going to tell them what they want to hear. Yeah, girl, I know. Mm-hmm, you right. I'm like, why, why go to someone that's going to be a yes person to you? You already know what they're going to say. You know, already know what kind of personality they have. They're not going to say, mm, you might want to think about that. Or, hmm, uh, have you talked uh, to uh, someone wiser than, than me or wiser than yourself? They're, they're not going to give good counsel. Like, yeah, girl, you right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you right. Mm-hmm. You know, come on. You know, do you really want to talk to someone that gives that kind of advice, especially when the chips are down, especially when the chips are down? You don't want to talk to someone that's just going to give you what you want to hear, because here it talks about accept, accepting correction. Yeah. And receiving instruction. That's another thing. People aren't trying to be told what to do. You can't tell me what to do. So they're not going to go. They don't want real advice. They want to go out there and hide and maybe put a question out there in the in the la la land and cyberspace and see whether or not there's an answer that you're willing to accept. Well, that's one of the reasons why we go to God's word. Oh, my goodness, because you can't argue with God's word. It's right there. Receive instruction. You got to be able to follow. So you want advice? Well, here's what you can do. Well, I ain't trying to do that. Well, do you really want the advice? Hmm? Yeah. People want things so easy anymore. Instead of uh, just going on the head and doing what's necessary to get that good outcome. Yeah, that favorable outcome. Hmm. Hear counsel, 
receive instruction and accept correction. Wow. All right. Let's look at Proverbs 11 and 14. That's another one. Still in the book of Proverbs. We're just kind of going back and forth here. Proverbs is such a wonderful book. You can go into Proverbs and read a proverb chapter every day and read through the whole book of Proverbs in a month. If you can get through the chapter, my thing is it's just so delicious and <laughs> juicy. I'll just stop on that one thing. I'm like, ooh, and I'll ponder that, you know. All right, Proverbs 11 and 14. Let's turn there. And it says, where no wise guidance is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Where no wise guidance is, the people fall. Hmm. Well, the people, no wise, there nowhere, no wise guidance. So where can we see institutions and groups and, and um, gangs? Huh? Is there wisdom in a gang? A gang that perpetuates violence and destruction and terror? Hmm? Is, 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 is that something to, to have? Huh? Is there wisdom in a gang? Is it wise to hang out with uh, killers and people whose minds are distorted by drugs and anger and demonic actions and ideas and activities? Yeah, it's demonic. Sure. You're going to kill somebody. You're going to talk about pulling out your gat, driving by. You know, whatever the slang term is. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's demonic. Satan comes to but to kill. Boom. <laughs> Let's stop right there. Yeah. So it is demonic to hate, to um, you know, feel all proud. Oh, I'm I roll with, I roll with. Hmm, let me see. You roll with who? You know. So you so prideful, you go, me and my boys, and you know, your boys ain't even really tripping off of you. Y'all all really about each other. Yeah, but the gangs, what about gangs? Is there wise? Are there wise? Uh, is that a wise situation to be a part of? I don't think so. And there's girl gangs too. Clicks. Same thing. Yeah, it's just that maybe the violence, the physical violence may not be there, which, hey, there, there is. I know even back in the day, it was some girls that would roll uh, with some very dangerous things and people are getting uh, angry. You rolling down the street and there's uh, anger where, where you're road raging and pulling out guns and killing folk and shooting people. You know, the click, you and your girls. Mm, yeah. And there's competition there and there's selfishness there and there's greed there. Same thing that's in the other male gangs. There's no difference. Uh, is that wise, wise guidance? You're going to get wisdom there? I don't think so. So it says where, where no wise guidance is, the people fall. So it looks like you may be on top of the world right now. You, you have youth on your side. You're young. You're strong. But. Really, you're strung out. 
Yeah, you're scared. Probably on some type of drug. I don't care if it is marijuana. It is a mind-altering drug. Even watch everything that will give you a mind-altering idea. Watch even your coffee. You take that in, you up real high, and then you crash. Then you're all depressed. Why am I so down? I'm depressed. You, you got high off of coffee. You got high off of weed. You're crashing. All of the K2s and 4s or 9s or whatever, I don't know. Uh, whatever it is, even prescription drugs. Well, the doctor prescribed this for me. Well, you know, the doctor needs to watch out. Now, I'm not saying drugs that uh, are helpful to you, I'm medications that are will help you stabilize. I'm, I'm not talking about that. And even in that, uh, some of us can overcome that. They can overcome. We can overcome. And uh, we deal with a lot of things, but we overcome uh, because that's really what testifying does even if i have to tell myself i tell myself the goodness of jesus i testify to myself uh, overcome by the blood of the lamb god's blood shed on the cross that crown of thorns huh it just saturated just healed my mind even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death see this is scriptures i will fear no evil not that the evil doesn't come but i'm not going to sit up there and harbor on it not that i don't go through the day and then there's a point there's a snag there's a trigger in the day that might take me somewhere to where oh yeah well you know you get to thinking about that well but you come back hmm? yeah you come back by by remembering who you are by staying in the word by participating in opportunities to come together and hang out in Jesus' name. Amen. So the people fall. Just know you're going to fall. Being young, hey, you, you're you not going to be young forever. Your girl ain't going to be your girl forever. She's going to find a guy and they're going to go try to make a life. Your boy ain't going to be uh, your boy forever. He's going to try to, you know, get, get out of the gang and go get a job and, you know, uh, try to make a life, have some kids, raise some, some kids, do get, do some barbecuing, hmm, have a little house or something. Yeah. So it's not going to hang. You're not going to hang in that situation forever. So you will. You will fall if there's no guidance, no wise guidance. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Now, what are we talking about? Multitude of counselors. Well, Let's talk about why we talked about it. Having wise people, wise for real wise people, not not fool acting, you know, doing what it is you would do and what you want to hear. Let's go do this. Let's do this. Let's go do this drive by. Let's go do this jumping on folk or whatever. Are you around one of your buddies and he's a woman beater? That's all he knows. You need to slap her down or whatever. And then you're, yeah, I need to slap her down. Here you go. You know, let's get around some wise people in church, church and saints and friends, saints of the most high God. Let's be wise. Let's be trustworthy. Let's be strong in the Lord. So when the babes and even other sheep are there and need the counseling, then we can as the body of Christ come together and bear one another's burdens in that and lift folks up in prayer. 
let's not be so separated into our own ideals and uh, what I got going on and is so distracted to where we can't remind ourselves to come together and be available to pray and to minister to God's people. Hmm. Yeah, you know, do that. We need to do that. That's what we're there for is to bear one another's burdens and to be a blessing. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So there's definitely should be a deacon or brotherhood in the fellowship that you attend. That's one of the main reasons why we go to church. There should be a fellowship where there is uh, there are people there that you can that you can talk to. And here's the thing. The pastor and the leadership will set this up. Now, you maybe you go to a church where all the pastor, the leadership has only said, look, talk to the pastor. Hmm? Because sometimes really the pastor is the only one as well enough to, <laughs> for you to talk to. Remember the church, we, you know, we, uh, we, we do hang out with folks that, that need a hospital, a spiritual hospital. That's what the church is. So maybe the pastor saying, look, you know, come and talk to me because look, I, I went and I got the degrees. I stay prayed up. I have, you know, the counseling. I have your, your uh, spiritual well-being at heart and, you know, come and talk to me. And, or, and I've also assigned that, we, that we've done background checks on people. Yeah. Yeah. So background checks on people where we know uh, naturally. So we've done background checks spiritually. So we, we know the character of this person to where they can counsel. So there should be something set up in your fellowship like that for the men and the women. Sis, don't go running up and minister so-and-so's face because, you know, you, he's somebody you can talk to. Hmm? There's sisterhood that you can talk to. And, of course, if there's no sisterhood that where you can talk, drop us a line at Labors for His Harvest Ministries. There's sisterhoods available here, too, <laughs> you can talk to. Now, you know, there's a level of counseling. But then we're also trained and, and to provide that next level of counseling. So we spiritually provide and, and counsel based on the word of God. But then we can refer you to uh, another uh, uh, group or another organization that can take you to that next level of counseling. You know, we may not have the, the means to help with what's really getting on um, the challenge in your home is that, look, you can't pay the light bill. Well, there's maybe some light bill money at another organization that we're aware of that can help. You know, maybe your children or teenagers are being unruly. Well, there's another organization that we can refer you to to help. See, that that's where the networking comes in. And that's one of the, the things about the enemy that tries to, he tries to separate us to where we don't trust to even come together and trust to come together and be on our posts. And then people aren't trying to trust us. I ain't trying to tell them my business, all of that. So nothing gets done and folks are running around sick and who's hurting behind it? The families. All right. So we definitely want to make sure that there are counselors. Hmm? 
a multitude of counselors. Everybody they don't have to know everything about the situation, but the piece that they can help with kind of, it just kind of falls in place. All right. So let's look at Proverbs chapter 12 and 15. Amen. 12 and 15. Who do you go to for advice? Who do you go to for advice? Drop it in the, the chat. Amen. All right. So he, uh, excuse me, Proverbs 12 and 15. It says the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who listens to counsel is wise. Mm. So, you know, fools say, look, they think they know it all. Oh, a know-it-all spirit. My goodness. That's, that's not a good spirit to have. Even as young people, we think we so smart and, you know, maybe that's by design to where we can grow up and be brave to make some decisions. I'm not saying be so scary to where you won't make a decision, but what about, uh, folks think they know it all here, here, you're a teenager, ain't work nobody's job, ain't paying nobody's bills, but you know, and you huffing and puffing, you know, what's going on, you know, the answer. And, you know, that's just not, that's not cool. So what we need to understand, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. You think you are right? <laughs> but he who listens to counsel is wise. Ask somebody. Teenagers, listen to your parent. Parent, love your parents. And I say parent because maybe it's sometimes just a single parent. Huh? But praise God for that single parent. Some of us didn't have that as a teenager. See, some of us had to go out there and 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 work the job and and make the best decision we we could make. We didn't have the parent there. So ask your parent, and parents love your children to give them a wise answer. Love your children to help them, to bless them best you can. And that means do some research on your own. If you don't have the answer, do some research and you go ask somebody. <laughs> go ask somebody where well, you can do the research and bring your child a wise answer and, and hold their hand, walk the journey with them. You know, a lot of times I, I have this one grandbaby and she, oh, she knows it all at home. You know, oh, yeah, I do. She knows it all at home. She's got all the answers and huffing and puffing or whatever. But then it's time to go somewhere. Hmm? And she gets shy. Oh, oh, big mama, I can't. I can't go over there and get that. I can't go ask them for that. I'm just a kid. Oh, really? <laughs> well, wise counsel says, look, I'm not going to ask you to do nothing that I know you can't do. Yeah, so let's not ask more of our kids and we know they can't do it. I'm not going to ask you, put you in a situation where you'll uh, be challenged and, and could get hurt. Yeah, love your kids to where you're not putting them in a situation where they could have their life taken or get strung out or, you know, go down the street and, you know, uh, uh, folks down the street ain't right and all that, but you want something so bad yourself or whatever or go up there with this and 
and tell them what you want and give it and they'll give it to you because you don't want to go up there and if they get caught then they're young or whatever and you could be gone look let's not do that let's love our children yeah um, jesus said and even the uh, wicked people know how to give good gifts hmm? yeah so how much more does our father in heaven know how to give these gifts and he loves us amen all right so proverbs 24 and 6 Proverbs 20, duh, really, you know, because you learn so much. 24, Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 6. For by wise counsel, you can wage your war. And in an abundance of counselors, there is victory and safety. All right. For by wise counsel, you can wage your war. Yeah, you can come against the enemy. Sure can. You know what to do. And we have spiritual battles that we fight all the time. I would say every day, every day that God sins, <laughs> there's a spiritual battle. I wake up in the morning. I give him the glory, but I know we get ready to go through something. There's going to be somebody that's going to try to get on my nerves. Uh, you know, I'm any some way, right? For by wise counsel, you can wage your war. Yeah, I can. Look, I know how to handle this because I know what to do. Hmm? Hold my peace. Let the Lord fight my battles. That's one thing I can do. Not get myself all frustrated and flustered. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. My goodness. And in an abundance of counselors, there is victory and safety. You know, and that's the thing. One counselor, a godly Christian counsel may not have all the answer. Maybe they have one scripture. But then, you know, you get an opportunity. Maybe you have someone else. Big Mama or, or Papa that has, that has uh, been prayed up and studied up. And uh, there's victory and safety. In an abundance of counselors. So, yeah, that one person may have been there. Maybe they're gone now. Yeah, so many have have really kind of got discouraged, right? Because they had that one person that they can call and then they're gone. I had I had a dear friend. Oh, my goodness. Dear friend. I lost her many years ago. Yeah, around 2007. That's a long time to be without my friend. But that friend, you're talking about some wise counsel. And because I know she I know she loved me. And but more more than that, she loved God. She loved God because we were friends before she got saved. And I know what kind of counsel she would do. <laughs> I know what kind of counsel she would give before she got saved, before we got saved. Hmm? Yeah. So, yeah, she was, a, she had counsel then. It wasn't wise. Yeah. But once I saw God, just, she just surrendered to the Lord. I remember we both surrendered to the Lord and rededicated our lives years ago. This for the children and marriage and all that. Huh? And was blessed. She grew up in God. 
and got up under those women of God. I'm talking about real women of God. I'm not talking about the haters, the backbiters, the busy, silly women. I'm not talking about those that, that sit up in the pastor's office and tell everything that they ever heard just to try to get points with the pastor and all that, get on his good side and be a good tag. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about some for real sisterhoods. Hmm. For real sisters that came and girded came up and this woman was blessed and it was pretty much just one or two that i can remember but that one sister she got was able to just just be blessed by this woman and grew being in the presence of this wise woman of god they would pray together you, you name it. and i saw her with my own eyes grow amen so that's what we're to do. We're to do that. Hmm? We're to make sure that we are, that we are in wise counsel, that we are hanging with folks that are wise. For by wise counsel, you can wage your war. You can, hey, you can be a bad mamma jamma devils and them demons see you coming. It's like, no, we, 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 we gonna leave this one alone because we know this one is gonna, uh, go and pray to high heaven and pull down God in their situation. I'm talking about some fasting. What did we, what, what did we fasted and prayed to move our flesh out of the way so that we could hear from God? Oh my goodness. And then in an abundance of counsel. So that was her. There is victory and safety. And I saw her overcoming victory and she was safe. She wasn't the same woman she was. When we was hanging out there before everybody got saved or rededicated their life to the Lord. Mm -mm. She wasn't the same woman. She was safe and grew up in God. Thank you, Jesus. That was my woman of God that I would be able to pick up the phone and get some prayer in. And we would go to the different services. See, it was a time when we wouldn't just go to no one church service. It's like, oh, no, no, we're going to go do this again. We're going to hear some more being the, the presence of the Lord in the presence of the Lord. And being with the saints of God, praying, hallelujah, singing the songs of Zion. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That was what it was about. Hallelujah. Let's get back in that. Let's do it. Huh? Who do you go to for advice? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's look at Proverbs chapter three. Oh, well, you know, this is an oldie, but goodie. Huh? Don't we go there? Yeah. Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Huh? A lot of times we, we don't know. We're so going through, fickled, whatever, uh, distracted, distracted with different, different types of media or whatever, distracted with situations of life. So it's, look, I, I might not have that understanding. That's why we have to get in that still still place, that quiet place. That's why we have to dwell in the secret place of the Most High, where our minds are quiet, hallelujah, huh? where we can lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord. Thank you, Lord, with all your heart and mind, it says. 
They'll be thinking about, oh, well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and pray, but then I got to think about this and do this and that. Give yourself permission to go in and be quiet in God and do not rely on your own insight or understanding in all your ways, in all your ways, know, recognize and acknowledge him. This is capital letter H as God and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. Yeah, in all your ways. There were, I don't know if I've shared this already, but there was one situation this summer. Oh my goodness. And I I prayed, I prayed about it. I'm like, mm, God, should I do this? Uh, my goodness, God, should I? And you know, I look, really, to be honest, I did not hear. I did not get an answer. I did not get an answer then. But if I had just waited, I would have gotten the answer because I had to go backpedal and go get some stuff. I had to go get some things right on this. But it's like I didn't hear the answer right then. And then if I had hung in there, I would have known that there would have been the right answer, a right answer of peace. Because it was one of the old things that I would stand on. You know, an old way of wisdom that I would stand on. You know, people say that a half a loaf of bread is better than no bread. Yeah, and that's true. I'd rather have some bread than no bread. Yeah, so remember that. A half a loaf of bread is better than no bread. It may not be all of what you need, but it's some of what you need. And then we can believe God for the rest of what you need. Yeah. And the Bible says, don't despise small beginnings. Mm. Because even if the small foxes can destroy the vine, the little things. So we should value those little things. Because the small foxes can come in and destroy the vine. Well, value the small things. Don't think it's not enough. And then, oh, well, it ain't enough. I'm just going to go ahead until I can find it big baller shot caller where it's plenty and all that well you know really thank god hallelujah give us this day our daily bread that that half a loaf might have been all you needed for that day then another day comes and then god's blessings will come on that next day don't turn your nose up at little things we're getting ready to go through some things i believe more than what people know and folks will be glad to have that, you know, um, food stamps might be rolling now, y'all, huh? <laughs> uh, stimulus check uh, might be coming some kind of way. I ain't heard nothing else, no other stimulus yet. But let's, let's just go in. Bible says let's trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Lean on him. Trust in and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding in all your ways. Recognize and acknowledge him and he will direct and make straight and plain your past. That's something that we want him to do. So in wisdom, he gives us sustenance too. We may not be going in where we are wanting to be, but he gives us a sustaining, a sustaining environment. I thank God for his sustenance. I think I've lived more on sustenance than abundance. And I'm going to say that. I thank God for his sustaining power. There's many people in this world that live in dirt and squalor. They live in tents. Hmm? 
But God has sustained this household. I praise him for it. Hallelujah. So just know that a half a loaf is better than no loaf. Don't turn your nose up at little. Hallelujah. All right. A couple of more in uh, Ephesians 4 and 29. So Ephesians, we're going into the New Testament for those who are newly studying here. Ephesians 4 and 29. And let's see here. 4 and 29. Let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others, as is fitting to the need and the occasion that it may be a pleasing and give excuse me, that it may be a blessing and give grace, God's favor to those who hear it. So we're talking about wisdom coming out of your mouth, let no foul or polluting language. So cussing, is that going to help? You go to to some folks for advice and every other word coming out of their mouth is cussing. You you think they're going to give you some wise counsel? Maybe give you a wife's tale. Maybe give you something said in a worldly way that was half said in the Bible or whatever. But look, let's look. No, let's let's not go and, and be talking and having foul language come out of your mouth, polluting evil words or unwholesome or worthless talk. You know, that cussing is not cool. Yeah. So you want to cuss in scripture where <laughs> don't cuss in the Bible. Take that one. That's a good one. And of course, we're in the Amplified. uh, But do your research and study this. Hmm? No cussing. But here, what you want, you want uh, speech that is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others. So what you're saying, if you're going to say something all foul and not in any wisdom, spiritual progress, you're going to tell someone to do something contrary to what the word of God says, you know, that's just, that's not good. Okay. You want to wholesome, good, beneficial to the spiritual progress of others as is fitting to the need and the occasion. So good things to come out of your mouth as wise counsel so that it may be a blessing. Hallelujah. And give grace, God's favor to those who hear it. Amen. I never could understand folks cussing out, talking out the side of their neck, and then here they come, you know, uh, coming up to get an award, and they want to thank God. Well, yeah, give thanks. Hmm. But really, you know, you you cussing and clowning, and then the next minute coming out of your mouth, well, yeah, I want to give, I want to praise God. Really? Well, look, let's not talk that polluting language foul language now uh, let's see proverbs 14 and 15 i think we can quickly go back there but i do want to talk about king rehoboam and first kings 12 6 and 8 so you can go to proverbs 14 and 15 on your own but let's look at first kings uh, chapter 12 verses 6 through 8 
And I believe this is the English Standard Version. It says, then King Rehoboam took counsel with the old men. So right there, here's the king. And he's going to ask the old, the old men. Now, these are the king's counsel is, you know, usually the prophets, people who study God's word. And they're elderly. They're old. And look, they've been around. And here comes King Rehoboam to ask some of some counseling. He needs some counseling. So he went to the old man who had stood before Solomon, his father, while he was yet alive, saying, How do you advise me to answer this people? And he said, and they said to him, If you will be a servant to this people today and serve them, and speak good words to them when you answer them. Then they will be your servants forever. So King Rehoboam, he was like, look, you know, these people, how, you know, how should I answer these people? Here's wisdom is saying, look, be good to the people. If you be good to the people, they'll be good to you, king. Be a good king. <laughs> That's what they were trying to tell him. Huh? Be a good king. If you be good to these people, they're going to be good to you. And here the, here he come and speak good words to them when you answer them. And they will be your servants forever. This is what the wise counsel says. But here he comes. He goes, King Rehoboam, hard head. But he abandoned the counsel that the old men gave him. And took counsel with the young men who had grown up with him and stood before him. Now, look, uh, sometimes, you know, by the time you get to be my age, okay, you should be able to go and uh, have some wise counsel. Hopefully folks is in your circle that are also wise with you. Hmm, yeah, maybe not as old as you are, but in a circle to where you have a circle that has some age in it and they're wise with you. But here, if you're young and you've never been a king before and, you know, shoot, I don't think Solomon was all that great of a father where he was trying to raise somebody to come in his stead. You know, he wasn't the great dad, just like David wasn't a great dad. But God just put his hand on Solomon and he had a great mom, Bathsheba. All right. So here. This king, Rehoboam, said, look, he, he's going to go talk to the young men who had grown up with him and stood before him. That was not that wasn't wise counsel. So he preferred to go talk to the young knuckleheads huh, that was with him rather than the the old school that, that stood the test of time and just knew the right thing to do. Oh, boy. All right. Who do you go to for advice? Think about that. Think about that. And of course, I trust in the Lord. I lean not to my own understanding. I give God it all of me. That's what I strive to do. That's what I strive to do. And then therefore, I know I'm going to wait on him. Because I mean, just finished telling this other little thing. I uh, just recently, probably this past week, heard a message on Facebook. <laughs> I scroll through some of them. Yeah, I might not listen. But see, it was for me to hear that part of it where 
the woman of God. All right. So I'm telling it said something that brought back another wise factor, something wise that I that I had forgotten about when I was needing to make that decision. Yeah. So the word of God is true. Hanging out with the people of God, do your best to hang out with them. All right. All right. Now, you know, I found me. <laughs> I found a praise break. I did. So let's go ahead and, and uh, enjoy this praise break for a minute. And then we're going to go ahead and pray and let you go. Because I know you're going to get ready for tomorrow and spend some time with the saints of God enjoying Jesus. Amen. So we're going to do a little bit. We're going to get a pre-praise, a um, precursor here. A break, praise break. It looks like uh, Minister Raymond Holmes and Greater Dominion. Uh, praise break is what this is about. And these are, here we go. I see the saints. They got their masks on. They had some. Come on, let's praise the Lord. It looks like they're out of Dallas. <laughs> All right, musicians. Huh? Y'all get ready. Come on. Go ahead and praise the Lord. Give him glory. See something about something about the world. They can't understand it. They can't understand that, huh? But we know. Thank you, Jesus. Uh-uh. Somebody on that guitar praising him. Come on, drums, praising him. There he is. All right now. All right. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Yes. He's worthy of all the praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, he is. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, he is. He's worthy of all the praise. Glory. That praise break will take you there. Yes, it will. See, here's some advice. Huh? Who do you go to? Huh? You go to your God. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you that we can come to you for advice, God. Hallelujah. We can get in your word, God. And that it's full, hallelujah, of wisdom. God, we just ask that you will continue to cleanse our minds, God, with the washing of the word. Hallelujah. Bless our hearts, God. Hallelujah. To desire to come to you, God, and to hear the truth 
and not just some fluff or, or somebody with itching ears. Hallelujah. But we want to hear the truth of your word and give us the Holy Ghost boldness to do your word. Hallelujah. To be about your business, to have some courage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To not give up, but to get up. Oh, glory. Thank you for who you are, God. Your boldness, your advice, God. Hallelujah. The truth of the word, where we can trust you, God. That you're not a man that should lie, nor the son of man that needs to repent. God, we just ask that you put people in place, God, your choice people who are after your heart, God, that trust you and lean and believe in you, God, to, to be able to be that blessing to others with what comes out of their mouth, God. Hallelujah. Put wisdom people in place, God, for folks that are seeking the answers, your answers for your people, God. Raise up the church mothers and the brothers and the, the sisters hoods in the church, God, and so that they could reach out and be ready to receive and only project godly wisdom. God, deal with the church hurt, God, so that no bitter heart will come in and try to give bad advice because they don't know what to say because they're in so much pain. But heal the brokenhearted. Heal the pain, God. Raise and strengthen your people. Hallelujah. To receive your wisdom, your advice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And bless those that give it on the occasions when it's necessary to give God. Hallelujah. Put us in place. Help us to be your children. Hallelujah. Victorious. And we give you the glory, the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, God bless you. God bless you. And get ready, get ready, get ready for your service tomorrow. Get ready with an expected heart to hear a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. If you don't have a church home, hallelujah, then reach out. We'll help you find one. And of course, uh, if the Lord says the same, we'll be here tomorrow at three. Uh, we're right now, we're still on this schedule. And uh, we'll spend some more time together with him. So join again and we'll spend some more time. And we have a, a special word from the Lord that's been on my heart. And we're going to share it and be a blessing. Hallelujah. The wise word of God to come forth. So pray for one another and know that God loves you. And I love you too. Amen. I do pray for one another, bless one another, be good to one another, your brothers and sisters in Christ. Be good to yourself. Amen. Be good to yourself. Heal, heal children and trust your God. And if the Lord says the same, hallelujah, we'll see you next time.